Our grace to you and peace from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. God's word which we receive this evening is from Psalm 32, verses 1 to 2. Blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord does not impute iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no deceit. So far the word of the Lord. Sanctify us by your truth, O Lord. Your word is truth. Amen. Happy is the man who has a coat and a nice warm mug of some hot beverage, right? Hot chocolate, tea, coffee, pick your favorite. If someone said that to you, it probably wouldn't be that surprising considering the weather outside, although you might be a little surprised I start my sermon this way, that way. Although you've seen me rip up hymnals, so maybe you're not surprised by pretty much anything I do anymore. However, if it were the middle of August and 90 degrees out, or if we were in the Caribbean islands and 90 degrees out, then it might be a little surprising for someone to say to you, happy is the man who has a nice, warm coat. If it were 90 degrees out and someone said that to you and you stopped to think about it, you might just continue with your time without stopping to think about it, but if you stop to think about it, you realize there's only two possibilities, right? Either there's something a little bit wrong with the guy who said that to you, or he knows something that you don't. Perhaps he knows that a snowstorm is coming in the middle of August. That would be a little surprising, but that's one of the possibilities. In the same way, our text this evening presents us with two possibilities. Either David, who wrote the psalm, is a little bit nuts, or he knows something that we often forget, that many in the world don't know. Namely, that we are all born in sin. Just as a warm coat is only a blessing in the winter, so also what David describes here, being our sin being covered, is only a blessing to those who live in sin. If we don't live in sin, then what David says here makes no sense. When David says, blessed is he whose sin is covered, it is clear that David is implying that we are all sinners. And yet it's usually easier to convince a Caribbean man that it's going to be cold enough for a coat at night than it is to convince people that they need their sin covered. We are all sinners. This is a great mystery. And when we talk about a mystery in the biblical sense, what we mean is something that God reveals in his word which we would not believe unless God opened our hearts, opened our eyes, the eyes of our hearts, to see the truth of his word and to understand it from his point of view. This is a truth which we in the church know at least with our mind, with our intellect. We confessed it earlier today that we are sinners and in need of God's grace, but even we fail often to feel it and know this truth in our heart. We have a tendency to default to the attitude that, well, I'm pretty good. The people around me are pretty good. We're really not that bad. And those outside of the church, of course, don't even know it in their mind. The reason for this is because there's a lie. There's a lie that sits deep in our soul, deep in our hearts, which obscures the truth of what God knows from our mortal sight. That's why David continues in verse 2 of our text, in, Blessed is the man in whose spirit there is no deceit. 
David here talks about a deceit, a lie, that isn't on our tongue or in our mind, but in our soul. Or we might say in our heart. We often tell lies with our tongue, and we even often tell lies to ourselves in our mind. Lies that we know to be untrue, even when we're telling them to ourselves, and yet they're comforting to us. But this, David says, is a lie that's much deeper. It's so far down that we often don't even recognize it or know it. It's in our soul. It's a deceit that we would not even suspect unless God revealed it to us in His Word. Have you ever finished washing the dishes and went to drain the sink only to find out that you're not done after all? There's a knife or a spoon or something hiding in the dishwasher unseen. That's what David is talking about here. A truth, a lie that sits in our hearts and which we don't even suspect is there. The, the lie that we're pretty much good people and those around us are pretty much good people. That we're not really sinners. This lie stops us from appreciating the truth of what Christ has really done for us because after all, if we're not such terrible sinners, then why did Jesus need to die on the cross? This lie often leads us to believe that there must be something wrong with God's word. Because after all, if most people are generally okay, then why would God condemn the whole world to eternal damnation? Why does God condemn that person? Why does God condemn that person? Why does God condemn me if we're really not that bad? This lie leads us to believe that we deserve to be treated better than the way that other people often treat us, and even the way that God treats us. And we get angry because at the way people treat us because we think we deserve better, don't we? This lie leads us to believe well, the problem isn't me, it's everyone else. And so if only they changed, if only they did this or that differently. David knew all this better than most of us. And that's why he wrote, Blessed is a man in whose spirit there is no deceit. That is to say, the man is truly blessed. And by saying that, he makes it clear that it's a rare thing. But that man is truly blessed for whom the Lord has removed this lie. Who has removed, the man to whom the Lord has removed this deceit from his soul so that he can see the truth of who he really is and the truth of our sinful, natural condition. But... First, David says, blessed is the man whose sin is covered. Because we would not be blessed to have that lie removed. We would not be blessed to see the truth unless we had that assurance of forgiveness through Jesus Christ. Without that assurance that God covers our sin in his blood, it would be a terrible thing to see the truth. Something that would cause us despair. But because we know God's love and mercy covers our sin, we can also face the fact of the ugliness of our natural spiritual condition without despair. And in this way, we can also face the truth of the year behind and the year ahead and all the years to come. This world is a sinful place. There's much that went wrong in the past and there's much that will go wrong in the future. But through it all, 
Jesus is our rock, our mighty fortress. His blood covers our sin. For this reason, the year behind and the year ahead are not years to look, not years to depress us or to weigh us down, but years of joy and thanksgiving because they are years full of God's grace and God's mercy. Our relationship with God and our relationships with one another would be impossible without this truth that David reminds us of today. Without that truth that blessed is the man whose sin is forgiven. Martin Luther correctly wrote, God daily and richly forgives, me, forgives all sins to me and all believers. It's that which allows us to go forward in the year had in his grace. As the prophet wrote, God's mercies are new every morning. With each rising of the sun, he pours out more grace upon us to cover the sins of each new day so that we may live in his grace. His willingness to forgive is the only thing that makes a relationship with him possible. And forgiveness is also the only thing that makes our relationships with one another possible. There's no doubt that David in his psalm is talking about the forgiveness which God gives us in Christ and our relationship with God, but there's also no doubt that the same truth can be applied to our relationships with one another. Blessed is the man whose sin is covered reminds us that happy is the man or woman, happy is the person who has a spouse, who has friends, who has children, who has parents who are willing to forgive. So without that willingness to forgive, our relationships with each other deteriorate so quickly. And they, they change from something good and loving and useful into something that tears us apart. People always want to know and they always ask, if, if you see a couple celebrating their 50th wedding anniversary or something like that, right? everyone's going to ask them, what's the secret? What's the secret to a long, happy marriage? And people give lots of different answers. I can tell you after 20 years in ministry and dealing with lots of marriages, the one secret is what David is talking about here. The willingness to forgive. We always look, at, we always look around and, and, and it always seems that the grass is always greener, right? It always seems like somebody else has a better spouse. Like somebody else's marriage is better. If only I had a spouse like that. But the difference isn't that they like the same stuff that we do or uh, that they, they are willing to do the dishes and our spouse isn't. The difference is the willingness to forgive. It's easy to look at other people and think, oh, they're better, if only in a spouse like that. But the, the true difference is to be forgiven and be forgiving. At the heart of the problem is that, that same lie, the same lie we were talking about before. The heart of the problem for our, all our relationships, we've been talking about mar- I've been talking a lot about marriage, but the same is true for, for all relationships. It doesn't matter what relationships we're talking about, but at the heart of the problem is that lie which insists that I'm not the problem, they are. The, that, that lie that insists they have to change, I don't have to change. Instead of just being willing to forgive. Truly blessed is the one whose child, parents, friends, or family is quick to forgive. That person has loving relationships, a supporting family, good friends. 
Blessed is the one who is willing to forgive, is quick to forgive. Such one is a blessing to others. The Bible reminds us that love covers a multitude of sin. We all have a multitude of sin that needs to be forgiven. Therefore, we ought to be quick to forgive one another as well. This is the truth. This is the way forward. As we look back on the year past, as we look forward on the year ahead, the one thing we want to do is to start tonight by letting go. Letting go of the anger we have for those people we think wronged us, recognizing that we're sinners too. Letting go of those things we love to hold on to and praying, asking God that he would help us to forgive others as he has forgiven us. We are truly blessed. We are truly blessed people because we are forgiven by God who sent his only son to die for us and cover that multitude of sin which we have done even today. Through that death, he has covered over the sins of all the years past and the years to come. Rejoicing in that gift, let us learn to be just as forgiving towards one another as Christ is towards us. If we can learn this, we will have happy relationships, not only with God, but with one another as well. Amen.